1: It starts right here, right now, live on a Monday, on the morning after, on Sports Grid, Sirius XM channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid network as well. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here, bright and early, to start off your new week on this Monday morning. A ton to get to all around the association in this NBA postseason to start off our number one. A focus in this opening hour on the playoff action that we saw yesterday. A doubleheader of game number fours in two series now, evened up at two games apiece. We'll also look at the two game fours we have tonight, where the home teams are booked as the favorites, but they were not the favorites to win their second round series outright. Entering and both of those teams have an opportunity to take a commanding 3-1 series advantage. Let's start by recapping what we saw last night. The nightcap in the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix. The Suns hosting the Denver Nuggets. Phoenix winning its first game of this series on Friday night, closing as a four point favorite winning by seven behind a heroic effort from Kevin Durant and Devin Booker having to lead the charge now with Chris Paul on the sidelines. And yet, despite winning their first game of the series, covering as a four-point home favorite, Phoenix entered last night as only a favorite of one single point. It was minus 116 on the money line against the Western Conference's top seed, the Denver Nuggets. Phoenix does even up the series at two games all, 129 124. Again, covering as a very, very short home favorite. But the story of last night, as I'm sure everybody has seen by now, late in the opening half, the two-time NBA MVP, Nikola Jokic, goes out of bounds to get a ball from a fan, except the fan that was holding on to the basketball desperately was New Suns owner Matt Ishpia, a former basketball player, a national champion at Michigan State in 2000. Jokic and Ishpia make a little contact with one another, sending Ishpia back into his seat. Big Ten basketball is a conference known for taking charges, maybe embellishing physical contact. Well, it seemed like Matt Ishbia might have flopped last night. However, Nikola Jokic was assessed a tech for that. Again, of course, it results in a free throw for Phoenix. Was it the deciding factor of game number four? who's to say, but it was the main talking point of what we saw last night. The main talking point for Phoenix has been KD and D. Book. What they have had to do in this series and what they have accomplished with the expectation is rather drastic at this point. The two combine for 72 points last night as both KD and D. Book score 36. Kevin Durant over his points prop of 31.5. Devin Booker 36 points over his points prop of 32 two and a half deep book has also taken on the orchestration of the offense with the point of God Chris Paul on the sidelines 12 dimes for Devin Booker he had 47 points on 20 of 25 shooting and nine dimes in Friday night's game three victory Devin Booker is pretty much averaging 37 points per game throughout this NBA playoffs in all of this happening as that two-time NBA MVP put up 53 last night and had 11 assists as well. Nikola Jokic going off, but Phoenix able to withstand because of Kevin Durant and Devin Booker to even this Western Conference semifinal set at two games apiece. We welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here, the opening hour of the opening day of a new week. It is a Monday, live on TMA, Sirius XM, Channel 159 all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. So Kevin Durant and Devin Booker each score 36 points. Phoenix wins 129-124, covering as a slight one-point favorite. And Jokic put up 53 points and 11 assists last night. And Phoenix still able to even up this Series. Nikola Jokic as we mentioned, was involved in an incident last night with the Suns' new owner, Matt Ishbia. He was given a technical foul for the physical contact made. Here is the Joker explaining his side of that story.
2: Nicola, what what happened when you went out to get the ball on the side, and what was the explanation they gave you for, give, for, for giving you that technical foul?
3: He told, he told me he was elbowing the, the, the fan. So, but the fan put the hand on me first. So, I thought the, the, the league supposed to protect us or whatever. So, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. So we will see. Did That's you happen to know who the fan was? He's a fan of. He's on. on, 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 on I know who is, but he, he's a fan, isn't he? If uh, he's a uh, Phoenix Suns owner. Sitting on the courts, and he's a fan, isn't he? Yeah. That doesn't mean that he's a so whoever it is, and he's a fan. He cannot influence the game by holding the ball. Do, do you worry that this may lead to
2: a fine or a suspension or anything? Why? Uh Just if the NBA official said that he thought you shoved him.
3: Uh-huh. So, but his hands on me, so I'm, they're not going to protect me. They're going to protect the fan. I mean. No, not me. Not me as a person. but I'm talking about as a player. Yep.
1: Owners in sports have certain privileges by owning these franchises. But Nikoli Jokic is correct. When you're sitting there, you're not supposed to be a part of the game. And Ishbia was holding on to that basketball for dear life. Plenty more reaction from yesterday in the association up next on The Morning app live right here on this Monday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. That includes sportsgrid.com slash watch, by the way, where you can find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. If it is a Monday morning, that means Donnie Wrightside is here as well. Live on a Monday on the morning after, Donnie, one of the co-hosts of The Early Line, the host and the main chair for The Money Line Monday through Friday, joins us live right here on TMA. And DRS has been on quite a hot streak when it comes to the same game parlay options on the FanDuel Sportsbook throughout this NBA pro season. So, Donnie, I hope it was a profitable weekend in the association playoffs as well.
2: It was, and it's been very nice to watch this playoff end because we have this certain, like, advantages here, right? We say to ourselves, do you want to go for that big bag? Do you want 7-to-1, 8-to-1, 9-to-1, or 10-to-1? But you want to teach the people to eat here. How about plus-120s? How about plus-130s? How about plus-150s? They get the job done just as well.
1: DRS, I've hit two straight SGPs as well for the Denver and Phoenix series that we'll get to in just a moment. But let's start with the other, game number four that we saw yesterday. In Philadelphia, the Sixers and the Celtics. And DRS, for most of the game, certainly into that second half, it seemed like Philadelphia was going to run away with it and get back into this series, evening it up at 2 Games apiece. Philly was up by as many as 16 points, DRS, under five minutes remaining in that third quarter. But then Boston showed some resolve. The Celtics come all the way back late in the fourth quarter. James Harden hits a floater in the lane to send us to an extra session after Marcus Smart had a great look but unable to convert. And then back and forth we go in overtime. And who was it again? James Harden from the corner the game-winning three-pointer with 19 ticks remaining as the Beard posts his second 40-point game in this series, 42 points for Philadelphia yesterday as uh, Philly wins 116-115 in overtime, not quite covering as a -a point-and-a-half favorite, but still, even in this series, at two games all. DRS, what was your biggest takeaway from game number four yesterday in Philadelphia?
2: The aggressiveness of James Harden with the basketball, particularly late in the game. When you need your superstars to step up in the biggest moments. sometimes, Ben, you'll also take a look at, well, what is Joel Embiid actually doing out here? He was gassed with about six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So I think James Harden also recognized that. But when you're taking a look at the Sixers, the season in its totality was down to just a few minutes. And let's just say you're watching that game as I did. Man, the Sixers are blowing the doors off this team. What a great win. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, no. The Sixers are actually losing by as many as five points here, and we're still able to come back. You know when the momentum swings, it's never a good thing. And typically, it's hard to recover from that. But the Philadelphia 76ers did that. Why? Because James Harden allowed it to be done. He's been fantastic. The two wins for the Sixers, they're both coming. Thank you to James Harden.
1: 45 points, DRS, as the Sixers stole game number one in Boston. It was a playoff career high for Harden. But then games two and three, immense struggles. Just five of 28 combined in those two contests, about 17% from the floor. But James Harden responding in a big way yesterday. And DRS, if you watch the TV broadcast of yesterday's game four in Philly, they highlighted John Howe, a survivor of the Michigan State mass shooting in February, who is a huge James Harden fan. Harden FaceTime Howe while he was recovering in the hospital. Unfortunately, Howe is now paralyzed from the chest down. And Harden promised John Howe that if he did recover, he would invite him to a game in Philadelphia. He's there for game four. And in front of Howe, Harden puts together a masterful performance of 42 points, the game tying and game winning buckets in fourth quarter and overtime respectively. In DRS, Joel Embiid is now back for Philadelphia after missing game four of the opening round series against Brooklyn, game number one, the victory for the 76ers against the Celtics in this conference semifinal round. 30 points, 13 boards in game number three, 34 points, 13 boards in game number four. DLS, how has Joel Embiid, the new NBA MVP, looked to you since returning here in this series?
2: I love it. I'm going to preface this by saying his, his, you know, catching his wind and being a little bit rusty, it's not there. But also, Kevin brought up a great point here on the early line, recalibrating the series. Because for myself, it was uh, okay, Joel Embiid's going to come back. What's he going to play? 20 minutes a game, be on one leg, and just try to give you maximum effort? He's playing into the 40 minute leg, and you look at his leg, yeah. it doesn't look like it's affecting him one bit, which is absolutely massive. So, from a Sixers fan perspective and also a handicapper perspective, it's full going, Joel Embiid. I'm not worried in game five as is going to flare up at this point he looks like he's a-okay and I didn't think that would even be possible entering in the series where he didn't even play in game one so if you are a Sixer fan right now you're getting full Joel Embiid full James Harden a healthy lineup here Mm. and now it's a best of three so your original point on, on Embiid I'm actually thrilled as a Sixers fan I'm getting what I'm getting out of Joel Embiid.
1: DRS, he looked a little bit confused by the stifling defense of Al Horford late in the fourth quarter, but that's where, as you mentioned, James Harden stepped up. So it's even at two games all, DRS, and yet Boston is a greater than $3 favorite, minus 310 for the Celtics. It's a best of three series. DRS, are you surprised the odds are this strong in favor of Boston with a series tied at two games all?
2: No, I'm not, because now it's a short series. It's the best of three. You're going back to Boston. going to be a tough place to play, and also if Boston loses Game 5, it's not as if they can't go to Philadelphia and win on the road. They just did that in Game Number 3. But you have to take a look at the game yesterday. Jason Tatum scored two points in the first half, which came with a bucket band of basically under a minute to go. And in the second half, they did have the five-point lead, which they let slip away. Marcus Smart, a wide-open look at a three-point shot to end regulation. He missed that. Marcus Smart was a fraction of a second off from making a three-point shot to win that in overtime so you see how closely these games are and also some of the big shots at Joel Embiid and also James Harden made it's not a surprise to me I'm being honest like I'm a Sixers fan I still expect the Boston Celtics to win this series here so the appropriate price under three to one around three to one sounds about right to me to be honest
1: And we see that reflected DRS not only in this series, not only the Eastern Conference odds, but the NBA championship odds as well. Boston remains a short favorite, plus 165, nearly $3 in front of the Denver Nuggets. The favorites out west, a plus 460 number for the Nuggets. Speaking of those Nuggets, DRS also in a series tied at two games apiece following game number four last night in phoenix drs you know i love big 10 basketball matt ishbia a former michigan state spartan on that 2000 national championship team under tom izzo you think izzo todd ishbia had to really sell a charge
2: I mean, it looks like it right there. When you're taking some things out of the playbook and say, like, hey, where do you go from here? Look at this. Marcus Smart flops all the time. I can do the same thing. Genius. You knew Izzo smiling from the rafters there, right, at that point, going, that's my guy right there. That's my guy.
1: Certainly so. 72 points, though, combined from Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, and Phoenix has tied this series at two. DRS, when you look overall at what game four meant for this series, the Suns entered as a slight favorite, minus 136 to win the series outright. They entered last night as a hefty underdog. They are still the underdog in this series, but it's only minus 162 right now for the Nuggets to win the series outright. DRS, where do you assess things stand in this series following four games?
2: I'm pleasantly surprised here by the Suns now because my ticket on them to win the NBA championship was basically all crumbled up after two games in. But also, how about this? How about this angle, right? You go back to Phoenix to win those two games. You probably should have won game two already in Denver in that game, which, again, Chris Paul got hurt. The avalanche started there from a Nuggets perspective. But you have to feel good because the momentum is back on your side. And also, your superstar is going to play 40 minutes a game and score in the mid-30s. It's nice to be able to beat the Nuggets where their superstar goes nuclear and you still win. That gives you a little bit added advantage going back to Denver going like I don't care how well Nicole Lyokic plays we can beat him on his best night 53
1: and 11 last night. Jamal Murray also 28 points Jamal Murray had scored 32 or more in three of the last four entering last night and still posts 28 Denver was a minus 320 series favorite entering game number four but now Phoenix has drawn it even at two games all more game fours tonight we preview them next
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: 18 four-conference semifinal series and two more. Game number 4s is a doubleheader on this Monday night. Welcome back to the morning after live right here all across the sports grid network. I'm Ben Stevens, D. R. S. Donnie right side here for a second straight segment as well. D. R. S. In the first two conference semifinal series that we saw yesterday with a doubleheader of game fours. The home team booked as a very slight home favorite with an opportunity to draw the series even in both the Sixers and the Suns accomplish that feet. Tonight, though, the home team has an opportunity to take a 3-1 series lead, and both home teams booked as a short favorite as well. Let's start in Los Angeles. The marquee matchup of this conference semifinal round, the Lakers and the Warriors. DRS, Saturday night, L.A. was sensational. A 30-point victory over Golden State one twenty seven ninety seven the lakers covering as a three and a half point favorite for game number four tonight with the lakers up two games to one in this set la is booked as a three point favorite what is the approach for game number four between the dubs and the lakers
2: Yeah, the approach is not going to be from me. Hey, look at that. They're getting three points talking about the Warriors. Let me take them because I'm not sure they can win the game. No, you have to be absolute that they're going to win this game. Now, granted, can the Lakers win by two points and you cover with the three? Yes, but that's not the way I'm looking at this. And also, Ben, just from a series and season-long perspective, what do we know about the Warriors? They are horrendous on the road. And they're not facing the Houston Rockets, the San Antonio Spurs. They're not doing that. They're going to face the Los Angeles Lakers that are very comfortable in their own building and also just won their last game by 30 points. Do I expect a big-time effort out of the Lakers? Yes, but I also expect it out of the Warriors and their superstar players. They know they can't afford Ben to go down 3-1 in the series, but also from a Lakers perspective. LeBron James has won championships. He's won one with AD. They know it's very important to get that 3-1 lead. They did it against Memphis. It afforded them a loss in Game 5, which still allowed them to come home in Game 6 for a victory and handle their business and move forward. I expect a lot of the same things. The Warriors are a very good basketball team, but they're not on the road. this year and as I said even before the playoffs started it's hard to just flip that switch do I expect a 30 point blowout tonight probably not but I am all Lakered up tonight for sure
1: I mean DRS when you look at it this year it has been the storyline for Golden State away from San Francisco has been dismal for the Dubs. they lost their first two games of their opening round series in Sacramento against the Kings they have stayed in California and yet the road struggles have continued but they did bounce back winning five and seven in that opening round set two incredibly vital games of course on the road in Sacramento they dropped game number three so DRS the tally this year Golden State is both 13 and 32 straight up and against the spread on the road this year. Not very good marks for the Warriors. And DRS, when you looked at the Lakers playing some of the best basketball in the NBA at this moment since the All-Star break, including the regular season, including the play-in tournament win over the Timberwolves, the Lakers have won 23 of their last 33 games so on one side it's a dynamic pairing of Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the other it's the Splash Brothers Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson DRS which duo do you think has a bigger impact on game number four tonight
2: I mean, it's hard to say you can't go with the Lakers, right? Because LeBron James, even though he started out slow in the last game, still finished with 21. But Anthony Davis has been everything that the Lakers had hoped when they originally acquired him here. They got a championship. It's like, hey, where did that old AD go? He's back and he's healthy. So you would say that, but I have to be honest. Impact on the game usually means both good and bad. I think it's going to be Clay Thompson instead yeah. of tonight. It's one of those games where, again, you can't go down 3-1. They know they can't do that. So you're going to leave it yeah. up to your superstars in the biggest moments here. I expect a massive game out of Steph Curry, at least usage rate wise. We'll see how efficient it ends up being, but there's no way Steph Curry's going, ah, no big deal. I'll shoot five times from three point range and I'll put it up 12 times overall. We lost, no big deal. Like, no. your superstars are going to ride and die in these moments here. So I expect a massive performance out of Clay Thompson and also by Steph. If you get a great performance out of both of them, they're probably going to win the game. If you get an average one, I don't think that's going to be the case here. So I love, you know, AD and LeBron, but if I'm just looking for one spotlight tonight, you bet Splash Brothers, they better be bringing it.
1: DRS, when you look at the opening round series for Stephen Curry, of course, capped off by the 50 point performance in game yeah. number seven, he averaged pretty much 35 and a half points per game. He scored 28 or more in all seven of those games. He has not reached that mark of 28 points once so far in this series against L.A. Now, here's where things stand. The Lakers already hold a 2-1 series advantage. They are favored tonight to make it a 3-1 series lead. So, DRS, if you're looking at Golden State, it's not plus 3. It's plus 132 on the money line tonight. And then what that might mean for the odds for this series outright. DRS, how do you evaluate the rest of this series as we enter Game 4 in Los Angeles? Angelus tonight,
2: I think it's pretty big tonight, Ben, because it could go twofold for me. But hear me out on this one. If I look at this game tonight, and I say to myself, the Lakers win this game. I think the Lakers handily win this series, whether it's in five or six, that's probably where they're going to wrap it up. But at the same time, if the Lakers lose this, I'm not actually all that disappointed in the Lakers futures here the rest of the way. Like I misplayed my hand because I actually thought the Lakers would lose game one and still win the series. So my process behind that was, I don't wanna bet the Lakers to win the series just yet. I'm gonna get a much better price after game one because I still think they can win it. Well, the Lakers won game one and there was no way able to get that price. But I also wouldn't be as opposed to, okay, maybe I can bounce back into it Because if you do see the Warriors go on the road and win tonight, they'll be the prohibitive favorite in the series. And that's when I would like to come back on the Lakers. But as I said with my handicap here, I can't do that. Why? Because I think the Lakers are going to win tonight here. So that's the way I see it. The Lakers Mm. lose tonight. I'm not all that upset. But if the Lakers win tonight, the Lakers are going to the Western Conference Finals.
1: DRS, when you look at the prices right now, the Lakers, the second best price out West, less than about a half a dollar behind mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets. These odds, the series odds that we just showed you, the Lakers near a $2 favorite minus 198. They are going to move drastically one way or the other, based on the result in game number four tonight. If the Lakers take that 3-1 series lead, heading to Golden State for game number five, the Lakers are going to be a huge, greater than three, maybe even $4 series favorite. But if the Warriors win DRS, you would have to assume Golden State flips back to the favored side in a three game series where two of the games will be played at the Chase Center in San Francisco. So we are going to see some drastic movement one way or the other following game number four tonight. Again, the Lakers booked as a three point home favorite. The over under currently stands at 2.27 and a half. Game number four, the first game of the doubleheader tonight, DRS in South Beach. The Heat and the Knicks. Miami keeps winning basketball games that jimmy butler plays in this postseason 105 86 on saturday afternoon the heat easily covering as a four point favorite a four and a half point spread tonight drs for game number four it was nearly a 20 point victory for the heat on saturday will this game tonight drs on a monday in miami be more competitive
2: I'm surprised by this too because you take a look at the betting outlets here 55% of the bets coming in here on Miami Heat which I do think is a little bit low but 59% of the money it almost looks too easy for me because for myself just being honest and breaking the game down what do you think is going to happen? Jimmy Butler has a great performance here Bam Adebayo is active on the boards Miami Heat are at home they should win the game right? because I don't have a great feeling now about the Knicks who you know in that first round series thought they played fairly well against the Cavaliers to advance and say hey you know what they probably should be the favorite and should be able to take down the Heat, but that hasn't been the case. Like yeah. The game that Jimmy Butler didn't even show up to play in because he was injured, the Miami Heat carried the pace for 75% of that game, and the Knicks just took it from him in the fourth quarter. That was an easy victory last game out for the Miami Heat, and I'm not saying tonight is going to be easy, but where do I sit on this? Oh, Jalen Brunson could go out and drop 30 points tonight, Randall miraculously is going to have a high usage rate and ultra-efficient game, I just don't see it. The parts that are moving here for the Miami Heat are all working in sync, and that's not the case here for the New York Knicks. I expect a win here from the home team tonight, which makes it 2-0 tonight. If I'm going to say they're going to win, I'm going to say they're going to cover the 4.5 as well. I just don't see it out of the Knicks right now. I just don't.
1: The Heat have covered in all three games in this series, holding New York to only 86 points offensively in game number three. DRS Miami has been booked as an underdog for the most part in these playoffs this game number four just the second time Miami booked as a favorite where they are right now in this series minus 240 for the heat to win outright in advance to the Eastern Conference finals for the third time in the past four years DRS do you still consider Miami in eight seed where they entered these Eastern Conference
2: playoffs. It's so hard to even do now. you said, saying, how did the Miami Heat even in this spot here? They got a gentleman sweep over the Bucks in round one. They possibly could do it to the Knicks. So if they wind up in the Eastern Conference Finals, you can't be like, oh my goodness, where did the Miami Heat come from? Like, no, they're not winning game sevens because everybody on the other team got injured. If they're doing gentleman sweeps in the playoffs, particularly with the most talented team in the NBA being the Bucks, and you're down a couple of players in you know, Oladipo and also a hero, you look at Spoelstra and be like, this guy is a wizard on the sideline.
1: DRS, it's a great point. In the opening round series against Milwaukee, game number one, everybody was like, oh my God, the NBA's best team is probably without Giannis Antetokounmpo for the rest of this series. Miami lost Tyler Hero in that game as well and then Oladipo a couple of games later a tough draw for Miami and yet Jimmy Butler is still there you got guys like Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin playing on a different level and Eric Spolskra proving once again he is one of if not the best coach in all of the NBA and yet despite that DRS Boston an odds-on favorite to win the Eastern Conference minus 175 and Boston's opponent in this second round of the nba playoffs philadelphia plus 370 both the C's and the sixers better prices than miami or even new york donnie Wrightside, thank you so much as always for your time here on a monday from drs to jy we go our coach james young joins us next live right here on the morning app Back live right here on this Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Recapping the weekend of NBA playoff action. And of course, we trust in the coach, our coach, James Young, joining us live right here on this Monday on TMA. J Y. Thank you for being here. We will recap both games from yesterday. We'll set the stage for both games in this double header of action tonight. Game number fours around the association. We'll go in chronological order, JY, and then we'll get to the big story of last night a certain interaction between Nikola Jokic and the Suns owner Matt Ishbia. But let's start in Philadelphia. The Sixers seemed as though they were going to cruise to an easy victory in game number four behind James Harden, tie this series up at two games all. They were up by as many as 15 points, J.Y. 16 points even, under five minutes remaining in that third quarter. Boston comes all the way back. We go to overtime after Marcus Smart misses a potential Game winning three. And then in overtime, James Horton hits the game winning three after Marcus Smart and the Celtics unable to get off a shot before time expires. Philly wins, J.Y. 116-115 in overtime. This Eastern Conference semifinal set now tied at two games all. J.Y. When you look back at game number four, what was the biggest reason Philadelphia was able to pull off the victory?
3: Oh, Fear the beard. The beard was back. After his, I mean, tragic, embarrassing, uninspiring, scared, whatever moment you want to call it. He didn't have it in games two and games three after exploding in game number one. Here's what I've started to figure out, folks. And it, it happens for NBA guys just like college, high school, kids, boys, girls. Sometimes you gotta. Play good to feel good. You saw mm. the difference of James Harden between Friday and Sunday. Friday, didn't shoot the ball well, missing around the rim, can't hit his pull up, and then he looked kind of nervous, almost unsure of himself. Folks, it happened. What happened yesterday? He made his first couple of shots. And when you've struggled in back to back games, you have to sometimes, men see the ball go in the basket for you to yeah. start doing what you got to do. I knew he was going to get rebounds and assists because James Harden will always bring that. But his aggressiveness, his shot making and shot creating was the big difference for Philadelphia. And let me tell you this, that quarter three that he made with 18 seconds left in overtime, if he was two for 14 like game number three or whatever he was, you think he's knocking that down? I don't, mean his question. I don't even know if he shoots the ball, Ben. So, gonna say, good yeah. for James Harden, got his mojo back, and at the end of the day, he's got to be a top 15, top 10 player in order for them to win. But on the other side, one of the superstars showed up the other game, whole game. The other one, not so much.
1: We'll get to that in just a moment. But, J.Y., just to accentuate your point there, James Harden, 5 of 28 combined from the field in games 2 and 3. That's less than 18% shooting from the floor. He had 42 points last night, 16 of 23 from the field. Now, I believe you're mentioning a certain Jason Tatum for the Boston Celtics. Seven points in game number two. Last night in the opening half, just two points against Philly. He did come back. He was great in the third and fourth quarters. He had 24 in total. Jalen Brown, 23 for Boston yesterday. J.Y., I think right now most people would tell you Jason Tatum is the better player. Of course, he is the leader of this C's team, but of these two, of the Jays, who matters most to Boston being able to win this series?
3: Well, I'm going to push back on that. Jason Tatum may be the better player but for the last two postseasons Jalen Brown has been a more consistent player than mm. Jason Tatum and that's what you need consistency we'll talk about you in a second Julius Randle and your inconsistencies but when you look at what's going on here I thought that Jalen Brown came up firing and I thought They deferred a little bit too much. Now, if you watch the game late in the game, they were trying to get Tobias Harris and pick and switch situations, meaning Harris ends up with Brown or Tatum spread the floor one-on-one. That's the way they were attacking it. Now, here's where we got a major problem, and it's with you, Joe Missoula. You had not one, but two timeouts left. Yes, did you want to go and not get the defense set? I understand. you can't start that play at seven, six seconds. Number one, what happens if you miss, you still got to foul, and you got to play. You don't play for the last shot when you got two timeouts left in overtime. You burn one, you advance the ball, you shoot it about seven or eight seconds, therefore if you miss, you foul, go to the other end, they shoot free throws, you have another chance. So Joe Mazzulla messed it up, but I want to put it in Jalen Brown's hands because he was more far more effective the entire game and you even heard little comments after the game Like he should have been more aggressive. I'm telling you if this goes south and the Sixers win this series and the way Jojo's playing and you never know what Harden could we be in For a breakup in Boston between Tatum Mm. and Brown. I think there's a chance It has long
1: been rumored, but we'll see what happens. J.Y., the odds right now don't think that's going to come for the C's. Boston's still a greater than $3 favorite, despite the fact we are tied at two games apiece. J.Y., we know we'll see at least two more games in this series, getting us to six, but there's a potential of going the duration. J.Y., how much longer does this Eastern Conference semifinal series
3: between Boston and Philadelphia go? Seven. Because you see every game how much better Embiid is looking. Like, he he is back to being himself, even though I don't think he's healthy. He's managing the pain and managing what's going on. Listen, Maxi, even though he scored 14, he still has not been good as of yet. Tobias Harris has been up and down. They're going to give you a game where they play well, and you're going to get another good game out of Harden within the next two. I think, ready for this? Boston wins and Boston. Philadelphia holds serve game six, and we got game seven. Boston, Oof. Philadelphia. Oh, you want to talk about the, M- the NBA is praying that these series go seven games. One, because it sets up all the rests and all that stuff like that. But for a ratings perspective, two old school rivals that duked it out in the 80s when you think about all the great players between Bird and Parrish and McHale and Dr. J and the, the Boston Strangler, one of the best names ever, Andrew Tony, Moses Malone, I think they would love it if that series went seven games. And honestly, as a fan, so do I.
1: The Celtics, a seven point favorite for game number five tomorrow night, back inside TD Garden in Beantown. Game number four as well, elsewhere last night, JY, in Phoenix between the Suns and the Nuggets. As we have shared, Phoenix evens the series, two games all, 129 124, covering as a slight one point, minus 116 on the money line, favorite at home. But the story from last night, the interaction of sorts between Nikola Jokic and new Suns owner Matt Ishbia near the end of the first half. Because of it, Jokic was awarded, or he earned, in a technical foul. J.Y., what was your main assessment of what you saw in that interaction between Jokic and Ishbia in the aftermath of last night's game?
3: It was an absolute train wreck the way that the league and the officials handled it. And I'm going to go through it through the whole thing number one i don't care if you're matt Ispia, if you're mark cuban if you're james dolan if you're shannon sharp if you're spike lee jack nicholson i don't care you insert yourself into the game you are not a owner or a celebrity you are a fan and should be treated as such so that would mean for me matt Ispia should have been asked to leave his seat go sit in the owner suite Go sit in the bathroom. Go sit in the hallway. I don't care where you sit. You're just not sitting here because you injected yourself into the game. That's the first point, right there. Number two, you put. If you were going to say that this, if you knew that that was Matt Ishbia, as the referees and as the officials, as they went to the monitors to look at this, at the very least, at the very least, Phoenix should have been assessed with a delay of game warning. Because he held the ball, he would not give it up. That's a delay of game warning. Any coach does it, any player does it, it's a delay of game warning right off the bat. Takeaway number three if you're gonna issue a tech to Joker and you know that's Ishbia, it should have been a technical foul because that is an official of the team. You issue a technical foul towards Matt Ishbia, which that means it becomes a technical foul for the bench of the Phoenix Suns. Now we have offsetting technical fouls, no free throws done, move on. Now, did that win or lose the game for Denver and Phoenix? No, it did not, because it was one point. But right now, after a great game with the way D. Book and Durant played, the way the Joker played last night, this is all we're talking about, folks. That's a Mm -hmm. problem, and if I'm Adam Silver, I'm having myself a little bit of talk of Matt Ispia, and if they give the Joker a suspension for that flop, by the way, Matt Ispia, you played for Tom Izzo. They don't flop at Michigan State. And if you flop, pretend like you're a wrestler and fall over the chair and make it more sellable.
1: J.Y., I think all very fair points. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker combined for 72. Nicole Jokic puts up 53 points and 11 assists, and the one thing we're going to remember is one the technical foul near the close of that opening half jy i think he was assessed that technical foul nicole jokic because it was matt ishbia the phoenix sun's owner if you recognize that and he earns the distinction then yes it is clear where his ties lie with his team the phoenix Suns. so yes something could have been added on there on behalf of the Suns I hope and I do not believe Nikola Jokic will be suspended for game number five tomorrow back in the Mile High City the Nuggets currently booked as a five and a half point favorite and J.Y. Denver is the favorite to win the West plus 185 but now only 25 cents in front of the Los Angeles Lakers J.Y. four teams remaining in the Western Conference who would you set as the favorite to win the conference title?
3: Because they're up two games to one right now, I actually have to go with the Lakers. No, no, no. Kevin Walsh has not talked to me and done all this. But it's very simple. The play of Anthony Davis, particularly on the defensive end, is playing like the top five player in the world he should be. If he scores and he's engaged the way LeBron is a chameleon, the way D'Lo's shooting the ball with the pieces around them, I think the best team right now playing at their best is the Lakers. The problem is, is we don't know which Anthony Davis shows up. He was great in game one, terrible game two, great game three. Uh oh. Well the Uh-oh. real Anthony Davis, please stand up. Please stand up.
1: That We'll see if the trend continues tonight. Right now, L.A. three-point favorite for game number four in Los Angeles against Golden State. J.Y., as always, we appreciate the scouting report and all of your takeaways from the playoffs in the associations. From takeaways to a fadeaway, we head to break and round out our number one up next. We end out this opening hour of the morning after live right here on the first day of a new week by hearing from you, Sirius XM, Channel 159, all across the Spiz Grizz Network, that is Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. And the Sports Grid Network now, of course, includes the new sports. Grid app. The ultimate sports betting companion app is now available for download at the Apple App Store or just scan the QR code on your screen. We make it convenient and easy for you to get the app. And then the app does the same thing for you in terms of your sports wagering prowess. You want all of the data sets, all of the information, the expertise, the insight, the Grizz can bring. You find that at the SportsGrid app. Your best bets, your daily wagers in your favorite league, sport, team, player. It does not matter. The SportsGrid app has it all for you. All right, now we hear from you about a double header of game fours in the association tonight. Which home team has the better chance of taking a 3-1 series lead? That was the question, and Fade the Public. Sports Grid TV on Twitter. Who has the best chance of taking a 3-1 series lead tonight? Miami booked as a four and a half point favorite against the New York Knicks. The Lakers booked as a three point favorite against the Golden State Warriors. Both home teams have a 2-1 series lead already. Both home teams at least slightly favored to make it a 3-1 series advantage. And when you look at the results at the Fade the Public poll at Sports Grid TV on Twitter once again. Most of the public saying the Heat have a better shot than the Lakers of taking a 3 1 series lead. Follows the odds Miami, a a 4.5 point favorite, LA, just a 3 point favorite, and there's still that belief. And the Golden State Warriors with the championship pedigree that maybe this is the time they can win away from San Francisco. That does it for our number one of the morning after, live right here on this Monday. We'll be back for our number two up next on Sportsbook. Come back and join us.